Well, you work to earn a living, but on weekends comes the time you can do whatever turns you on. Get out and clear your mind. Me, I like football. But there's a lot of things around. When you line them up together, the footy wins hands down. Oh, how good. How good. That's that's got us very excited now for, for the big day. If it uh, doesn't already feel like grand final week, it certainly does oh. with uh, a bit of up there, Kazali, which will be played at the grand final for the first time in a couple of years. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure he, he did it from Melbourne. Yeah, um, didn't I think he? so. He which did. Is, was that last year? I think he was at the G. Yeah. But with like no a, crowd in that field. Broadcast, yeah. 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 So it's going to be good. It's exciting. Be unreal to have him back in person. Very good. How are you, mate? I'm very good. I'm very good. It's been a big week for footy, which is yep. what we love. It's grand final week, all the hysteria around it. It's all starting to come through. We've had some disappointing news stories, which we'll get into, obviously. But no, it's been good. Spent the first half of Brownlow night with you, which was good. I mean, it would have been good to see you at the I very end there. Should have stayed. Yeah, you should. Oh, mate, you're probably better off you were home, yeah. actually. It was just a be in your own zone when you won yeah. and you got the medals. So we'll talk about that, obviously, getting into it. But no, it's been a, been a pretty good week yourself. Yeah, no, really good, really good. Grand final week's always one of the one of the best weeks of the year, and it was extra special this week for for obvious reasons. Um, yeah, first time in twelve years a Carlton players won the Brownlow, so that was uh, really special. And um, and then yeah, obviously the shorter week with the two public holidays, and um, had a bit of golf this morning. I feel a bit sunburnt. Like today's been amazing. You so, look like you've had a bit of colour. Yeah. It's been, been, been very good. So I was at the driving range this morning. They're probably going to have another round of golf tomorrow. So. I'm glad you were up and about this morning. Yeah, I you were a bit hungover. I was feeling like a bag of shit this yeah, morning. It felt like Crips after the brown load. I did, I? I did, except I had no medal to show for yeah. it. It was just a, a shit headache. And so what'd you have? The we had the uh, the VAFA Awards Night last yeah. night. So essentially the brown for the VAFA, which is yep. good fun. Um, got got a free ticket, snagged one. So free food and drink included, which is good on all in the Elsimic Football Club. So thank you very much Lovely. to them. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, love that. Um, but yeah, I think the the red wines got to me in the end. Mm. They stopped they stopped bringing around the beers and they feel like you had the buckets and they put the drinks in the yeah. buckets, keep them cold. I stopped filling the beers up, and then me and one of the other guys there, one of the coaches actually, Ollie, and he was like, "Oh, let's, we need some more wine." So I started scouting around looking for more bottles of wine and found them, and we started going through them a little wow. bit. It felt good at the time, but yeah, it doesn't agree with me the next day. Red wine, so. Did you uh, get into Favola form at all? Wow, he wanted me to, but I'm glad I didn't. I think <laughs> I will be invited back next year, which is good. Yeah. And I'm not getting traded to Brisbane, so. <laughs> That's great. Love it. All right, well, shall we get into it? Mate, let's let's get into it. It's a big episode. Let's go. Why are you so nervous, Marcus? It's all right, mate. <laughs> good day, chick. And I'll just say, right, I had to I'll say, good day, toots. Did the t- boys take the piss out of it? Yes, we did, but we all did enjoy it. That's not a good start. <laughs> so good. That's not a good the start. The pressure cooker. We'll edit. I'm going to edit that out. So no one's going to know what we're laughing about, but I'll edit that out. That was not a good start. Well, people want to know what we're laughing about. Should yeah, we tell well, them? I put the, I was supposed to play the intro music and I've played the, the pressure cooker tune. So that, That's reserved for, for special guests. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we have a special guest on screen today. We do. We do. And should we start there? Yeah. But it was the first thing to happen in the week. So let's... Brownlow medal. On a Sunday night. Too. Sunday night, yes. Sunday night, Brownlow. Um, first one in Melbourne for three years. And um, it was probably the, the best Brownlow medal count we've had in a long time in terms of how close it was. And it was up in the air right until the last round. And my boy, Paddy Cripps, took it home. And um, fair to say, it was one of the, 
one of the better moments I've had as a Carlton fan in a very long time, if not ever, really. Um, the emotions were high and definitely shed a tear when he won it. It was um, it was very special. Um, yeah, I mean, every Carlton supporter loves Peter Cripps. He is Carlton. He he bleeds Carlton. So he um, he was a very well-deserved winner, which um, was great to see. And, yeah, it was definitely riding high from it over the last, uh, yeah, last few days. Oh, absolutely. I think the one thing that struck me as well was the speech he gave afterwards. And mm. you could just see how loved he is by not only fans, but I think other players as well respected, um, his partner and everything like that. Yeah, he's just such a loved character in yeah. footy. And I think the game is better for it now having him as a Brownlow medalist. So yeah, I don't think there's any complaints really. Night. Everyone, everyone, yeah, very happy with, with a very worthy winner. Oh, absolutely. I think any of the, the three that were sort of up that top, or three or four there with Took, Brayshaw, um, Lockie Neal or Cripps. Yep. All sort of would have been um, yeah. worthy Wh- whoever winners. Whoever won it, it would have been. It wouldn't have been a shock. No, exactly. I think they're all sort of up there with being expected. But yeah, Cripps obviously you, you can't ignore some of the form he was in early in the season and then late in the season as well when he you know backed it right back up again and started yeah. just dominating games. But yeah. how did he not get three votes in round one? Yeah, when that happened, I thought it was. I thought he was done. Well, I remember like, you were still with me at that point of the yeah. night, and you go, "He's not winning it it's, now. It's He's not cost him." It. Yeah. I well, it nearly did. It nearly did. It nearly did, but. Then he, he was able to pinch some votes where I didn't expect him to get votes. Which, which always happens. Always happens. And then usually uh, Brownlow medalists in the past, when they're pinching votes, when they're, that's how they win it, really. Yeah, they're it's the unexpected when they're, when they're not meant to get them. So um, I think he got two votes against you guys in round 14 as well and a he loss, did. Um, yeah. which was a little bit of – it was good that night, but to get two and a loss was pretty big. Yeah. And we didn't play great that night either. Well, he got three in the loss um, for the Collingwood game too. Yeah, but I thought we played for like well, there was, no, he, it, was, it was a great game. Yeah, like, all it was round. very different to the Richmond game. It was we a probably lot should have won the, that game, and then the Ri- Richmond game will never really in it. No, as, even though it was close, you could almost say you were an arm's length away. <laughs> we're a um, goal review away, really. <laughs> a poor goal review away. Um, Let's not complain about the yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he pinched votes where um, we didn't expect, and he got. I think he had seven or eight. Best on grounds, which is huge, massive, um, yeah. One of the one of the most um, in a season. So that was that was massive from him. And just behind Dustin Martin, I think. When did he get in his year? Oh, he had a lot, a lot. I think he holds the record. Yeah, okay. I think could be wrong, but yeah, yeah both had a lot of three vote games. But yeah. The one thing about Cripps as well is he just stands out as well. Yeah, I'm not does. saying like he's pinching votes because of that, but it makes it a lot better when you're a big rage bull. He's like he's huge. You yeah. can't miss him, and when he plays well, yeah. And he, was, he kicked goals this year as well, which helped. Which really helped him. I yeah. was going to say, he's been pretty poor in front of goals in past years, um, yeah. but he really turned that around this season. Yeah. So, no, great, great to see, especially after the two seasons he had in 2020 and 2021 where, you know, people were really questioning whether his best was, was past him and whether the game had gone past him. So it seems ridiculous for what? Yeah. I mean, 20, 2020, what was he? He would have been 20, 25, 26, 27. What is he now? 27? No, he's 27 now. So yeah, but I'm saying yeah. back in 2020. Yeah, they just thought he was too banged up and too slow. And so he, No, that's the thing. He was banged up, but he wasn't getting a chance to recover. It wasn't the game had passed him. He no. just needed opportunity to recover. Yeah. yeah. And he had that this year, obviously, with the people around him. He could take a couple of games off to yeah. re- recover because he had that... Midfield balance, and I, I guess, yeah, I think, which he hasn't had. Yeah, well, I think the additions of Cherry and Hewitt, huge, huge help for him. And then, mm. um, yeah, Matt Kennedy lifted his game this year. So players like that has absolutely helped that. So it's huge for him. I'm, I'm, yeah, absolutely stoked as that's a Carlton fan. That's a, I feel like that's always the one thing I've. That 
<laughs> I don't know what that was. That has absolutely rattled me. Is that uh, actually? Oh, I, I do have an idea. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I think our marketing manager is connected to the Bluetooth that we've got. I'm going to turn that off so it doesn't go. Oh, is that not your phone? No, my phone's in our aeroplane mode oh, at the moment. Marketing um, manager, where is she? She's done it again. She walked in last Jeez. week, just willy nilly, while we're still recording, and she's. Oh, well, lucky it's a it's a relevant tune. It, it could yeah. have been something very interesting that's yeah. popped up on that screen. Well, lucky it was what it was. So, all oh, right, she's in trouble now. About now. Oh, the Brownlows. I was saying, very interesting. I found with Brownlow medalists. I mean, they're always midfielders. Let's be honest. And yep. I feel like is it always midfielders with good help around them? I feel like it's never like think about Cripps in his previous season. He's always voted what polled well, but when it's sort of just been him as the main midfielder. I feel like he hasn't done as well. And like no. now you see the people who's got around him and all of a yeah. sudden he polls it ridiculous. And I think it's because you've got you've got that help as well. But then the only other issue with that is then you've got people pinching your vote. Mm. So it's it's interesting how it works. Plus Carlton won a lot more games this year yeah, which, than usual. Yeah. yeah, and that's a big thing too. Well, I think that's what hurts Clayton Oliver and Petrarca or you could, All night. They just oh, kept just pinching them. votes off each other. Oh, so you can't see those two ever winning a Brownlow when they're playing together. Yeah, it's hard. So. The only thing I would always say that probably helps Petrarca is like you said about Cripps is he kicks goals. Yeah. Which Clary doesn't do as much of. He, yep. get, he gets on the end of a couple, but like yeah. Petrarca plays that forward role. So, yeah, exactly. Um, I think that could help him. But yeah, no, we'll, it's all about Patrick Cripps this week and the Brown that we've won, which will be a good little memento. But um, something strikes me is he's the top that much prefers to uh, have team success. Well, yeah, his speech said it all. He said, This time mm. next year, I want to be sober, which really, uh, I really enjoyed that, that little statement. I hope it's true. Yeah, this well, time next year, would it's what you want to hear from your captain. Yeah, too. exactly. So, I mean, you look at Carlton, Brownlow medalist, Coleman medalist, multiple All Australians in the same year, and no finals appearance. So it's, uh, I mean, there's no, I mean, there wasn't any excuses this year, but going into next year, and everything's there. Like, what more? How much more do you want? I know. I've, you know? I'm too scared to say anything. How many? Like, even yeah. like this time last year, we were saying the same thing about Carlton, and obviously, you know, yeah. half a kick away this year. But anyway, well, yeah, you'd expect that they'll be there next year, but just yep. have to wait and see. Okay. Well, yeah, exactly. A lot of the individual awards are great. We've had plenty of them, but next is, has to be team success. And well, this is the first time in a while that the team's had the Coleman medalist and the Brownlow medalist in the same, yeah, the same season. Yeah, mm. I think so. Would have been a while. I think Tony Lockett was the last one in the 80s, potentially. If you want to look it up, Tony Lockett was the last one yeah. to, to win the Brownlow and... Coleman, no. Who won the Who won the Brownlow? He did. He won the Brownlow and Coleman in the same year. Oh right, is that sorry. what you're talking about? No, no. I was saying that a club having two. Oh, the players. club. Yeah, oh, I sorry. You were talking about. Yeah, right. No, no. Well, Cripps yeah. didn't win the Coleman this year. Are you sure? <laughs> Pretty <laughs> so, sure. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, we'll move on from the Brownlow. Yeah. Unless you want to keep. I mean, I'm no, happy to keep no, talking no, about no, it. No, no, no. You are. You won't shut up about it. So we <laughs> might as well move on from it. I think that's best. Actually, I think the last time that the team has done that was. Richmond. What year? 2012. <laughs> Jack run, won the Coleman medal. Yeah. And, and uh, Joe Trent, Watson won the Brownlow. <laughs> and Trent Cotchard won the Brownlow medal. There you go. There you go. So it's been since, yeah, it's been 10 years. Yeah. Okay. First time in a decade. So there you go. Something pretty special. But some disappointing news. Let's talk about something from a decade ago. Yeah. Which we'd both rather not be talking about it. And I think a lot of people have been describing it as upsetting um, disturbing is a few of the words that are being thrown around to describe what's happened. But, well, yeah, obviously we're talking about the Hawthorne scenario um, that's gone on during the week and the accusations that have been flung around. And it's, I mean, that look, at this, this stage it is just that. It is accusations. But Mark Robinson said it perfectly on 360 the other day. These aren't just 
comments thrown out in the wind. These are very detailed recollections of what happened. And it, it seems way too, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for here. It just, it seems like, yeah, they've gone into way too much detail for this to be made up. And I feel like at this point now, like it's, if these, if Chris Fagan and Alistair Clarkson, it comes out to be true, you won't see them again in football, will you? No, there's no coming back from that. If they're found to be guilty of, of that, those statements and, treatment of those players um not even wayne Carey could come back from that one no <laughs> it's uh yeah it's outrageous um almost to the point where yeah it's like how why would you make that up and you know it's just a ridiculous thing to make up so there's got to be something there and um yeah i think the the process is going to go on for another another few months i think i think clarko's delayed his delayed his start at north which was meant to be the first of november so he's delayed that to um to go along with the process and then Fagan's obviously been stood down. So it's uh, it's pretty serious. Oh, big time. Well, we've had statements from both both those gentlemen come out yeah. and Clarko has refused and uh, denied mm. all accusations and Fagan's just said, I'm happy to help the AFL with their investigation and give my side of the story. So they both sound confident that no wrongdoing will come out of this, but... It's yeah. It's just it's going to be really interesting to see what the final verdict is. And the AFL's known about this for a couple of weeks now, and it's only just popped out. Do you think they would maybe trying to wait till grand final week was over before they let this story slip? And it was just poor timing because this poor isn't the, this isn't the news you want grand final week. I feel like the AFL would probably del- I think they might have deliberately been keeping this one in house, especially until grand final week was over. And I think it's leaked, obviously, and the news is out there now, but I don't think it's what they were looking for. No, no. Timing of it's horrible. The grand final week's meant to be a celebration. You're meant to be uh, excited for, for the game ahead and to have something like this come up is um, is, is not great. And, um, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be an interesting next few weeks to see how this plays out and what comes out of it. Just a lot of uncertainty around you know, two clubs in particular with North Melbourne and, and Brisbane losing their coaches, potentially. Um, and then, you know, the ramifications that's going to have on the Hawthorne Footy Club too. So, and the Indigenous players for the in the rest of the competition. And, you know, Eddie Betts has already spoken about it already and he's getting quite emotional. And, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the, the domino effect of this could be could be pretty bad. Oh, it's, yeah, there's, there's just a lot that can happen from here mm-hmm. on. It's, yeah. it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm, I found it interesting that Sean Burgoyne had no idea that this was going on yeah. while he was there. And I you know, I genuinely believe that he had no idea. I feel like he wouldn't be making that up. He seems like a very strong advocate, mm. for, especially for Indigenous players and you know, being one himself. So um, I thought it was interesting that they were, they were able to do this, but then the players themselves, because we don't know the player involved yet, the name hasn't come out, but the fact that they didn't confide in Burgoyne as well was, mm. was surprising to me. And I'm, I'm surprised that it's come out. I don't know how they found it 10 years later. Yeah. Which, crazy. I mean, if it's true, I'm glad they found it. But yeah, Mike, and then you said before Eddie Betts was on, I think it was at Fox again, 360, and he was talking about that. And then if he's in own experiences with the, um, did you hear about what mm. happened in the pool? Yeah. You got asked to leave the pool. Um, I mean, it's, what, at what point, like, what, how long does this keep going for? Like, yeah, when, when I does, know. I know we can say that this was 10 years ago, whatever, but that's still... This, this Alistair Clarkson stuff would be a shock if it happened in the 60s or 70s. You'd mm. still be like, "What well, did I do that? Yeah. It's not like, you know, it was ever acceptable. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's a bizarre one for me and I hope that the truth comes out and, um, you know, if there was wrongdoing done by these gentlemen, then, yeah, they get their, um, mm. their, their well, the justice. Well, this was all triggered by Cyril who came out 
few months ago now, a while ago, and yeah, um, yeah said that the treat that he was getting a bit mistreated at Hawthorne, um, and yeah, and that led to his early retirement. So that sort of triggered it all, and you wonder whether you know Cyril could be the player in question or the player that's um, yeah, that's that said all these all these allegations. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, yeah, to find so out. it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks. So we'll be watching it closely, and and hopefully, hopefully it comes out, and there's like a, a miscommunication somewhere where, um, yeah, things can sort of settle. But yeah, hope, the thing. you hope, don't you don't it. want it to be true, do you? you no, you, you, hope, don't. you hope that it's not true, but you, yeah. you know, until we find out, we will have no idea, I guess. So yeah. I think Eddie Betts said it as well, and a lot of people are calling for it. Do you think all clubs should start doing external reviews to find out? try and dig up old dirt like this because these stories obviously old ones and mm. they did the external review and that's how they, they found out what happened. Do we think that all clubs should be doing this or do we have to wait till something happens? Uh, I, I think so. I think it's a good idea. I mean, you, you probably should be doing this quite regularly, just keeping an eye on um, what's going on in your club, how the culture is going, how um, yeah, your Indigenous players are feeling. Um, yeah, I, I think, think these days every, um, every club has an Indigenous... Um, not representative. Like that's the wrong counselor. word. Like a well, yeah, like well, well-being person. Yeah. Or something. yeah, I'm probably using the wrong words there, but I yeah. think my, I think every club now has one, which which is obviously a great thing. Um, but yeah, I, th- I reckon yeah, we should all be doing those reviews yep. and just checking in on everybody. And even if it was 10, 15 years ago, if they're still at the club or still within the AFL system, we've got to start removing the weeds now. Mm, for sure. Well, sticking with the indigenous theme, Buddy Franklin, one more. Wow. As the statement said. We didn't... Uh, yeah, did you see what the Giants did as well? Phil Davis. Yeah, yeah very funny. I didn't mind that from the Giants. Good banter between yeah. the two Sydney teams. But Buddy Franklin signing on for a year. I don't know if a lot of people saw this one coming, didn't mm. he? Wasn't it only a couple of months ago he said that he was going to knock down Sydney's offer because it was they were lowballing yep. him? Yeah. And here he they is must hanging have come, around. must have come to some sort of agreement, you'd think. Absolutely. Or? Well, he, he might have realised that there was nowhere else for him to go. I mean, yeah. how many clubs are... And, and maybe if you're in a premiership window, but I think a lot of the clubs in that window probably have the key forwards they need. They don't really need a Buddy Franklin at the moment, yep. which is funny to say. Yeah. And not, you know, but he, like his last year, he probably figured everyone, really I've only got Sydney left. So And they're playing in a grand final this week. Absolutely. So and that, that I reckon that's helped this the situation. Lure of a as premiership, well. it's potentially two. Yeah. Could um could have swayed his, his decision. Because they're still such a young side, Sydney. It's not yeah. like they're well, what we thought Geelong have been the last four years and they're yeah. <laughs> too old and they're gonna, you know, bottom out soon, but yeah, no, nah, Sydney got plenty of good footy left in him, so good good for Buddy yep. here, I reckon. Good choice. Well, that leads us on to the to the big dance on Saturday, Geelong versus Sydney. Can't believe it's finally here. It's crazy, and um, I don't think anyone would have predicted this as the grand final at the start of the year. Um, I think Geelong might have been um, a few people's tip to make the grand final, but definitely not Geelong's no. versus Sydney. Well, in the first 10 rounds, you know, it was, it was Melbourne, was Melbourne, by, Melbourne yeah. by how far, um, and then Geelong have really steamed home, and they've won 14 in a row. 15 in a row, and then this could be their 16th win in a row if they win this weekend. Sydney so as well. Sydney Got nine a in a row, I think. Streak, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's huge. Probably, the, yeah, the, the two most informed teams in the competition are playing out in the grand final, which is perfect. This is exactly what you want. Oh, 100%. Uh, so. You can't ask for anything better. And as long as we get a good game and it's nothing like the uh, the prelim we saw from Geelong on the yeah. weekend, yeah, that which was Geelong have done in grand finals before, Yeah, if you go back to 2007. so Yeah. Yeah, it'll nah, be interesting. I can't see look, Sydney. I think it would be. I think it's going to be a ripping contest. Oh, I'm really looking forward to this. It'll be an, uh, an absolutely ripper of a game. And you're going as well. I am going. Yeah, so mm. I'm very excited about that. Got my hands on some tickets the other day. So very good. Very keen. It'll be nice to attend a grand final with uh, no invested interest in the game and just relax, enjoy it, 
soak up the atmosphere without getting too stressed or worried. So I think it'll be good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you can just yeah just soak in the atmosphere and not have to worry and cry and whatever oh. you, whatever you did at the last three. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. Well, I tell you what, if Hugo Ralph Smith wins the grand final sprint, I might I might cry. So <laughs> we'll we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it'll be good just to you know sit back, have a couple of drinks because at the last couple I did go to. I didn't drink anything because I didn't want to miss, leave mm. my seat to go to the toilet. So I'm yeah. like, I'm not not missing a single second of this game. So it'll be nice to not be too concerned with that. Yeah, that's good. No, it's going to be great. Is that noise? Huh. I'm not sure. I think there's some plumbing issues in what the house. What is going on? We're not meant to record this today, are we? We've no, got some we're not. People are trying to trying to bring us down, but um, sabotage. Um, but yeah, no, it's going to be it's going to be a great contest. I'm very much looking forward to seeing how the Geelong veterans and superstars go and on the big stage and the grand final they they were halfway there in 2020 where they uh i think a lot of people thought geelong had it at half time and then your mob uh or dusty brought it home for you just dusty yeah. yeah i was watching that replay this morning actually i thought i was mentioning of course before. you did yeah. had it on a while when i was hung over this morning i thought <laughs> flick on something enjoyable lift my spirits a little bit yeah i always do forward to just before half time but yeah. a minute to go dusty kicks a goal gets us back in this with a bit of a sniff and yeah we know what happened after that, but yeah, I think I think Geelong are a, especially after losing that, losing a prelim last year. I I feel like the hunger is too strong now. It feels different this it year. It feels different. It absolutely does. And the way Patrick Dangerfield played last week, yeah, he's back. That was scary. Mm. And I think Geelong have done an absolutely brilliant job in maintaining him all year and resting him for large patches. And they were saving him for fun. They knew they were playing finals. Yeah. And they knew they were going to go deep, which was smart from their list management just to rest him. And, and he's the favourite for the Norm Smith as well, we, according but, to sports bet. Well, no surprise either. Mm. I mean, if, if Geelong win especially, he's going to be your tip, doesn't yeah. he? Because he can kick goals. That's the thing. He's one of those midfielders that goes forward, kicks goals, takes big marks. Yeah. He's got it all. He's the full package when he's up and about. And he's nearing the end of his career now, an illustrious career. But I think this is the one he... Uh, the one uh, accolade he doesn't have yet that he's trying to put on the trophy cabinet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people will be watching that storyline very closely. I think that's that's the big one for Geelong. They've got so many of these superstars that uh, have either you know, tasted it, like you know, players like Joel Salwood, Tom Hawkins have won two or three already, but then you've got um, you know, the Dangerfields and Jeremy Cameron as well, as well, who hasn't won one. So Both played in grand finals too, just yeah. haven't been on the winning side of it. Yeah, so. exactly. So it's going to be interesting. Then you've got... Yeah, on the other side, Sydney. You have got Buddy, who he's played in a couple of grand finals at Sydney, but he hasn't won the premiership, and and it's his last year of that nine year contract. So what a story that would be if he was able to to clinch it in his last last year of the contract. That'd be so, yeah, that's a, a fairy tale type. It stuff, is, isn't it? I mean, it you is. Sign him on big deal, two win flags. That's yeah. that's why they got Buddy. That was the the sole intention was to help win premierships and. They've been very close, but yeah, if he could win it this year, to be it'd be something very special. So yeah, who who is your not tip, but who do you want to win? I game? want Sydney to win. I want Sydney to win because I don't really like Geelong that much. You know, they've been they've been around, for, they've been good for too long, and it's probably just a jealousy thing. But I just I'm just sick of them, and yeah. um, I wouldn't mind seeing them just taper off a bit after this year. But um, now nah, Sydney, for me, I think they're they're an exciting young team, and they've just got very likable players, and I, and I love Buddy as well. Who doesn't? So I'd love to see him win a flag at the Swans. Absolutely. What about you? Yeah, no, Sydney as well. A bit, a bit of both. I think there's a bit of the jealousy thing there. We, you just you, you get sick of seeing the same team up the top for yeah. so long. And Geelong have been there for oh, most of my life, or yeah. most of my you know my footballing life. They've been right up the top. And I think also the fact that Richmond and Geelong have had a strong rivalry mm. since about 2017. Our rivalry has been pretty strong. 
Um, so I kind of, yeah, leaning towards the Swannies here. And also a story I think a lot of people might be forgetting about is the Paddy McCartan story. Mm. From being on the verge of never playing a game of football again in his life to joining a team, playing with his brother, having a fantastic season. Yep. And now potentially winning a flag alongside his brother as well is phenomenal. It's huge. Um, and former number one draft pick too. Like it's it's a story you'd love to see. So I'm big on uh, the Paddy McCartan and the Swans train. Yeah, no. Nah. I think most of uh, most of Australia will be going for Sydney. Did you see the sports bet post? Yeah, I think I might have sent it to you. Yeah, yeah. it's like who's Australia? Um, who Australia is supporting this week's yeah. grand final? And most of the country had the Sydney Sydney Swans yeah. flag, and then just Geelong. Yeah, that's great. No, I think uh, yeah, I think with Sydney, and then you got they've got such a young midfield as well. You have got Chad Warner there, Errol Goulden is a, is a good player. Um, yeah, Luke Parker, which everyone loves the way he goes about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're exciting. It's it's going to be good. Um, going to be really good to see. And Tom Papley up forward. I'm that live wire. I'm excited to see what he can do in the biggest of all stages. And if they win, his celebrations yeah. will be mental. And will. I want to see those. I'd yeah. absolutely love to see those. But I actually have a little story about Errol Gordon, which I thought was, which I actually thought was quite nice. It was um, I was talking about one of my cousins the other day at work, and he was telling me that a couple of years ago they were out for a few drinks and whatnot. And one of the blokes that was there was cousins with Errol. And invited him along to the drinks and all that. And a few of the boys started, you know, picking on him a little bit, going, like, oh, are you even old enough to be here? And he goes, mm. oh, I can't guys, he's up. He goes, oh, he just got drafted to Sydney. And they're all looking at him going, you didn't get drafted. There's no way you've been drafted to an AFL club. He goes, no, no, I did. Like, he was actually really humble about it. He said, no, I did. I did. I had the swans and all that. And anyway, no one really believed him. They didn't, obviously didn't bother to just do a quick Google search, but didn't believe him. And then a couple of weeks later, he lines up in round one against Brisbane, kicks three and like gets named in the best and wins the Rising Star Award that week. And it's just. Mm. What a yeah, like well, I, lo- I love Great stories story. like that. Yeah, yeah. where you, you know, two weeks before that, you get a group of guys that think there's no way this kid's actually been drafted, and then he comes out and is best on ground in his first game. I yeah. thought it was quite special. So, Very good. yeah, no, a lot of young Swan stars that are exciting to watch. That the key forward situation at Sydney is going to be interesting. Well, Sam yeah. Reed, yeah. Well, at the time of recording, teams aren't out, so we're not sure if Sam Reed will be playing or not. It looks like he probably won't, which is massive for yeah. Sydney. They, like his buddy isn't. Going to take many contested marks. He's mm. not that player. But Sam Reed is. If you're going to go for a big key forward, you're looking for Sam Reed, and without him there, and this is when someone like Peter Adams will be absolutely livid with himself because he'd be getting the call up yeah, this week. He would be. He'd be getting the call up, and they wouldn't have this key forward issue that they're having right now. So, if there's ever a reason to, I mean, not that you should be whacking blokes off the footy anyway, like he does, but mm. if there's ever a reason not to do it, this is definitely one of yeah, them, isn't it? Absolutely. And this would be the last week of his suspension. Yeah. <laughs> So if this he's was a really prelim, that up, hasn't he? yeah. If this was a prelim, he'd be able to play in the grand yeah. final next week, but it's not, so he's missed out. Yeah. What about uh, Max Holmes? He looks like he's probably going to play for the Cats. I think he will play, which is miraculous. I've been keeping close eye on him mm. on the news and all that, and he's he's running laps. He seems yeah. confident that he'll he'll get up, which is, I feel like players just manage to find a way to get up for these grand it's finals. Funny how hamstrings aren't a thing grand final week. Yeah. <laughs> like Steve May last year played with. A six-centimetre tear in his hammy, I think, in the grand final last year. That's so. right. Or even, yeah, and then, like, there's so many soft tissue injuries that players end up just pushing you through for yeah. these grand finals. I suppose right? you've got no, there's no no next week, so you may as well just, just do it. May as well do it. Why well, not in 2020, mm. Bashahuli popped his calf in the first two minutes of the game, yeah. and he played the whole game with a torn right. calf, and it was that bad that he didn't even play round one. Yeah. Like, six months later, he was still injured from the torn calf, so. Yeah, worth it for a premiership, isn't well, it? Well, that's it, yeah. So, I think um, it's funny what the, what you'll put yourself through to yep. win a grand final. Predictions. So, let's go winner, Norm Smith, first goal. 
Yeah, wow. All right. Or do you want me to kick it off? Uh, no, you, I'll you go. Thinking time. No, no, I'll go. I'll go. You put me on the spot here. I didn't. Uh, we did write it on the run sheet. I just hadn't thought about <laughs> it yet. So it's you kind of put me on the spot. Not really. <laughs> All right. If we're going winner, I'm going to go Sydney. And if Sydney win, I think Isaac Heaney will win the Norm Smith. I just feel like mm. he's that midfield forward that can rack up disposals, but kick good goals as well, which get noticed on Grand Final day. Um, so I think yeah, that's there's my Norm Smith and. Grand final winner. And what was the other one? First goal. First goal. I'm going to say, I have no idea, but I'm going to say, and I feel like the crowd would go bonkers, Tom Papley. Not imagine. Tom Papley for first goal. He'd have to have an absolute field day to get Norm's. Uh, wait, no. Sorry, first goal. Please, sorry, I was thinking I was still in Norm Smith. No, I was, Norm, Norm Smith. I was trying to think about mine. No, sorry. Norm yeah, Smith's First goal, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry, Papley we're on the same page. Tom Papley for first goal. And not that I, not that I necessarily think he will. I just think if yeah. he does... The way he celebrates, the, the crowd just feeds off that. Yep. But in saying that, if Buddy would have kicked the first goal as well, yep. it would go bonkers. And it, yeah, there's a lot of players, even from Geelong, Dangerfield, if he kicked it, there's a lot. Yeah. But I like the way Papley goes about his celebrations. He would explode. Oh, I think he would. Yeah. It might actually be dangerous yeah. if, that, if he kicks the first goal. He might not play the rest of the game. <laughs> Tara Hammy celebrated. Yeah, I love it. Um, so how about you? What are your predictions? I think Geelong will win. Um, I want Sydney to win, but I think Geelong will win. Mm. Norm Smith... Um, I'm going to go Jeremy Cameron. I can see him having a big, big day out, um, especially on grand final day. And first goal. First goal. It's a tough one. Lance. Oh, it's, it's an easy one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, first goal, I'm going to go Tom Hawkins. <laughs> Just as easy, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, Jesse, you didn't really go for a... <laughs> Gary Rowan, first goal. There you go. That's a different yep. one. Yeah, Gary Rowan. I don't mind that. Well, he's going to have some expectations on him as well. I know mm. he obviously had that fantastic final a couple of weeks ago, but there's still a lot of talks about him not performing in big games. Yeah. So and against his old team as well in the grand final. That's so. it. So did he play in their last one? I think he played in 2016, the grand final. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. So big, big day for Gary Rowan. Well, he'd hope so anyway. Yeah. Alrighty, they are our predictions for the big dance. Shall we get into your Crimea River? Yeah, we'll get into the Crimea Rivers. I hope I actually uh, I play the right sting this time because yeah, it wasn't so good at the beginning of the episode, but here we go. Alright, I found it hard this week to find me a Crimea River that wasn't the Hawthorne situation because obviously that was one of our main topics of discussion. So it was a tricky one, but I did notice that Saturday, grand final day, the biggest day on the football calendar, and the focus is purely on the two sides playing in the grand final, obviously, Geelong and Sydney. They've scheduled an AFLW game at the Swinburne Centre. I think Richmond's playing. I can't remember who they're playing, but they want crowds and people to you know to show up and attend AFLW games, and so they should. You know That should be the main focus. But scheduling a game the same day as the AFL grand final where... People are just looking straight. They've got one, you know, I uh, can't think of the word I'm looking for there, but they're only looking in one direction. That's yeah. the grand final. They're not interested in a round four AFLW game mm. and scheduling it together. You, who's going to go? Mm. Yeah. Even as in, like, in me as a Richmond supporter, right? If I wanted to go, would I really want to battle through the traffic of grand final, like grand final traffic to get there and then battle it on the way back out again? Like, mm. it just, it's, it's a lot to get there. You might watch it on TV if you're home. I get that. But I really think that for grand final week, or even just grand final day, have no games on. Or play it at the MCG. As a as like, like an like open curtain raiser. Curtain raiser. If you're going to do that, that's different. Mm. I'm, I'm fine with that. But I just think that if you want people to watch and start, don't 
make it clash with such a large scale event mm-hmm. where really, let's be honest, no one's going to be watching. Yeah. You'll get a handful of people. And I think if you're trying to grow the game, they're not going about it the right way. So yeah, no, that's a good call. That's I, my little gripe. I'd be all for it at the MCG curtain raiser, but I think, yeah, at an alternate venue, probably won't get the eyeballs that they want, I'd say. No, which, I mean, I was watching today, um, the Fremantle West Coast Derby, mm. um, up at Optus Stadium there, and like, there was a reasonably so big-sized crowd there. Like, it, yeah. was, it was a good crowd. Public holiday helps. Public holiday helps, obviously, but it's like the fact that there's no grand final on, you know mm. what I mean? Like, yeah. that, that, is, that can be the number one focus. Yeah. I think the AFLW will get more crowds now that footy's going to be finished after this week in the men's side of things, so um, the crowds will start to live, but I really think they could have either taken a week off or just not played a game the same day as the grand final, yeah. so... Yeah, anyway, that's that's mine. No, good, love it, mate. All right, big call time. Big call. Let's do it. Get you moving, doesn't it? Oh yeah, one? it does. It's a good sting that one. Uh, my big call. I think Joel Sell was going to retire if the Cats win it. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, he's he's right up there in age, isn't he? He's up there in age. This will be his fourth premiership. He'll be. First one as captain, um, and what a way to go out! I think. I mean, but what else? What, what else does he need? Like he's achieved it, or he's probably had the most successful career. Absolutely, in terms yes. of like team success. Well, um, he's, anyone he's, could he's, ask for his whole career. He's had one season where he hasn't played finals. Yeah. And Firstly, just, how cooked must his body be? By the way, he yeah, goes crazy. deep into September every year yeah. and plays a bloody tough game. Yeah, and I think is he. We probably should look this up, but I think he equals or breaks Michael Tuck's record. He breaks it this week. He breaks week. it. He so breaks it. So he tied it last I mean, week against... Um, what a great way to, to finish for him. Yeah, he you know plays the most amount of finals games ever. Yeah. Wins a flag. Yeah, I think... Wins a flag as captain. If you wanted the fairy tale finish, this would be it. Mm. Um, I, I like that. I, I like to see those kind of players finish on a game and like he, that. And like he announces he, it on stage. That would be... That ooh. would be in his captain's speech. Is that a bit of a, that'd be a dampener though? Um, maybe, maybe to a certain extent. Like you're all up and about yeah, as a okay. Geelong fan, and then your, your beloved captain himself. goes, oh, yeah. "By the way, see ya." This is my last game. Yeah, yeah. It would make it a lot more emotional. It would. I think if they were to win, I think the best time to announce it would be the following day when you know how um, the, the clubs yeah. host that celebration yeah. the next day. I think that would be. Yep. That would be the time. Yeah. Yep. That would be the time. So. Well, let's I, see. I like it. I like it. I think that was what uh, Crawford did, didn't he? One oh eight flag and then hung yeah, him up. but I think he'd already planned to hang. I think he planned up. to yeah. He already announced it. Okay, before yeah. the before I was a bit game. young in two thousand and eight. So yeah, old was how old was I? Thirty <laughs> thirty two. <laughs> yeah. So no, it'd be good. I mean, yeah, as I said, he's probably got he's had the career that every player would be envious of in terms of the team success that he's had. So um, be a very appropriate way for him to finish off if they win it this week. So we'll see if that happens. Absolutely. Well, I think, and I think on, on that same token, I reckon there could be a couple of players that might hang them up if they win this year. What else we got? Well, Hawkins is right up there in age two, but he's signed, still, he's signed on. Oh, did he sign on? Okay, yeah. well, I'll take that back. Then. Not Hawkins. He's not, he's not giving him. Well, up. we thought Buddy might, but he's signed on. Buddy now. signed on. Um, who, who else? Is, who else is there? I mean, half of Geelong's team. Yeah. Is Isaac Smith Isaac could hang Smith's him up. Getting old now. Is he? But is he signed? So I don't know. The, I can't. I'm not too I don't sure. Know, the contracts. But Smith, yeah. be, Smith would probably be ready to hang him up. He's won a couple of flags already. Yeah. So yeah, one more on a retirement would fit nicely for him i think yeah exactly so and then who else is there? zach to is getting up but they're all playing great footy so it's thing, hard yeah, yeah. yeah none of them form wise nah. need to retire like even selwood it's not like his form suggests no. he should be retiring but 
Yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah. I think I, if, if I was a player, especially of Joel Selwood's calibre, um, I'd like to finish on a flag. Yeah. I'd rather, sure. rather than play that one more year and mm. you never know what's going to happen. I mean, look, let's be honest, we want them to dip, but they probably won't. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. All righty, mate. That is it for a big dance episode. How exciting. Grand final week. I can't believe it's already here. It's great. It's exciting. Best Brownlow medal we've ever had. Um, it's yeah, it's been it's been a great week. So, um, what's uh, I was going to say? What are your plans? But I know exactly what you're doing, and I'm very very envious. So yes, enjoy, yes, mate. Enjoy Thank the you. game. That'll no, be good. It'll be um, something different. Like I said, I'd be going to see a neutral game. But I think the last time I went to a neutral grand final was a Geelong grand final, and I left at about half time because it was against Port Adelaide. Oh, 07. 07. Yep. and I remember I dipped very early when I realised <laughs> that the score one was not going to be favourable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I got out of that one early. So hopefully it's a lot more competitive than that, which I imagine it would be. Yeah, no, it's going to be good. Very much looking forward to it. And, yeah, whatever you guys are doing, enjoy the big day and uh, we will chat and review the grand final next week. Mm-hmm.